Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. Have you ever watched the specials on PBS about how aircraft carriers operate? What you have is you have a room in which you have a whole lot of sailors on a bunch of computer screens, and they're all looking and watching those screens and they're calling out information. So one will be screaming, 10 planes on the deck. The next will be screaming, incoming missiles, 4,000 miles. Next one will scream out, 30 degrees northwest. And then you have in the center of the room, the sky, and he's standing there with an erasable marker and a glass wall, just writing down notes, pondering life, and then shouting out commands. So he'll say, ship off the 10 planes and load three more. Turn the ship 90 degrees to the north. Increase speed 10 knots. Fire the anti-missile missiles. You watch the show and you wonder why. Why don't they just link all those computers into one big computer and that's how they control the aircraft carrier? But the truth is the human brain is still superior to the computer. And that's why in this installment, our fifth installment and final installment on our top five tools of mobile home park owners, we're going to be talking about the number one tool that we all possess, and that is our brain. So how do you use your brain as the ultimate tool as a mobile home park owner, mobile home park operator? Well, the first is you have to respect your gut instinct. Because what your brain does better than a computer is it sorts through all kinds of gray areas and based on experience tells you the correct path to take. So while the computer can look at things on a very, very kind of black white scale, it has difficulty with those things which are more in the gray realm. Things where there's not a clear cut answer right or wrong that you have to make kind of judgment decisions based on the past. The first one is when you figure out whether property is good or bad to buy in the first place. We have found over the years that if you buy a property that is not a good deal for you to buy, you won't feel good about it at closing. We call that bad gut instinct. If you have a bad gut instinct on a property, you should not be buying it. That system has always proven to be accurate for us. And we've learned from experience that if we're not feeling good at closing about buying the property, we need to put on the brakes. We need to rethink why are we not feeling good about it. We need to double check our due diligence, any number of items. We might want to delay the closing for a while till we get comfortable with it. If we can't get comfortable with it, if we're not going to feel good about it, then we should pass on buying it. So the first item you use your brain on as a park owner is simply on the very front end, buying the right park. Another item your brain is great at telling you is it's good at setting off an alert when there's potential litigation brewing around a tenant. As a mobile home park owner, you often are faced with residents who are professional, what we call systems users. These are people who have learned the system. They learned how to manipulate it for their own financial gain. One of the worst of these are people who are professional deadbeats on paying rent. What they'll typically try and do is entrap you into what has the appearance of landlord retaliation. That's when you evict someone, not because they didn't pay their rent, but because they reported you to the authorities for some other reason. What these systems users will do is they will take opportunity of the fact the system is flawed in determining what is retaliation and what is not. And when they haven't paid their rent, they'll come up with any number of excuses, all complete lies, as to how you are evicting them, not because of the rent, 
but because of a lengthy and skilled masterminded program to retaliate them against for some unknown thing, which makes no sense. Whenever you see a resident who's not acting in the norm, you file the eviction and instead you get emails from them saying, I know what you did or I'm turning you in. Clearly, you need to turn that over to a lawyer because that's a tenant who's trying to suck you into some kind of crazy scheme on their part. So always use your brain as a park owner whenever you see residents behaving oddly, because it's typically a sign of litigation. Speaking of potential litigation, your brain's also great at proactively watching over and fixing liability hazards. You know, most of the problems that happen in mobile home parks, you can see them on the front end. I drive into so many parks that thankfully we don't own that other people do that we're evaluating for purchase. And I see the craziest things. I've seen giant master metered power boxes. These are breaker boxes as big as a human with fuses the size of an arm. And if you touch most anything in that box, it would kill you. Yet that box is not only unlocked, but the door is flapping in the wind. What is the seller thinking? What is the seller thinking when you see holes, maybe in the sidewalk? They went in and dug out something. Maybe it was a water leak. Maybe they removed a tree and they never fill the hole back in. There's not any markings around it even. So basically you're walking down the sidewalk, minding your own business. You fall right in the hole, break your leg or even worse. We see these things all the time. And all you'd have to do if you're using your brain is fix them. And all those risks would go away. How many times have you seen a mobile home in a mobile home park that's for sale or rent and the stairs are broken or there's no rail on the stairs or there's a stair missing on the stairs? Those are the kind of things that when you use your brain, you'll see them coming and you'll fix them so they can't come back to get you later. Another thing you do with your brain is figure out which rules are really worthy of fighting over and which ones are not. A lot of times our residents will do things in their yards or with their homes that are not exactly in keeping with what we want them to do as the park owner. However, you have to pick your fights very, very clearly and accurately based on what the ramifications are, whether it's really worth getting in trouble with the resident and kind of ruining your relationship or not. A non-running car in a driveway, well, clearly that needs to go. That's not good. That has to be towed away. But what if it's a non-running classic car that the tenant is restoring? What if it's some kind of classic Mustang? Is that really a non-running car or is that really more of an asset? You'll find a non-running Mustang in many McMansion neighborhoods. So again, you've got to look at that and kind of decide the gray areas. Same on grass heights. You know when the grass is mowed, but then the question is, at what top point is the grass high enough you need to issue a rules violation? And then on top of that, what's the normal pattern for mowing grass? If you've had a lot of rain recently and the grass has grown really, really high and it would be hard to mow in the rain, you might want to say, you know what, that's not really a rules violation per se. That's just kind of a timing issue. And I'm going to wait it out and see if that's not fixed the next time I look. So a lot of time you've got to use your brain in deciding what really is a problem in the community and what is not in the community and then act accordingly. Another item you do with your brain is to note changes in the market early on both good and bad, both in the overall market and then just with competitors. If you're driving out to your property and you see some new development going in and you've got RV lots, the best thing you can do is contact the chamber, get the name and number of whoever's building the development, talk to them and see if possibly you could house the workers while they're building the development in their RVs in your property. See if you could send them a stack of flyers on that. 
All the times, if you keep your eyes open and your brain attuned to what's going on, you'll catch articles and different things that will be fantastic money makers for you because you'll get a jump on the competition. In the same vein, if you notice parks around you, they're offering specials on homes that are far lower than what you are doing, then you might want to adjust your pricing accordingly. We've had situations where suddenly we come to a dead stop on filling homes, both for sale or rent, only to find that there's another mobile home park down the street a ways is offering some kind of great move-in special, and we do not on paper look in any way compelling. We need to adjust what we're doing accordingly. So all the time you need to let your brain constantly freewheel. Read the local newspaper, read the headlines, focus, soak up anything that might impact your business because that's how winners go. They react as quickly as they humanly can. They note trends and they jump onto those trends as fast as they can. So always let your brain be a very powerful tool to watch what the competition is doing and what the market's doing so you can adjust accordingly. Next, you've got to definitely use your brain to effectively plan your goals and performance and to see how you're doing on that. Whether you are looking at buying a mobile home park from scratch or operating the one you've got, you've got to use your brain at all times. We like every year to do very laborious budgets for every property we own. So we'll map out what we want to do this year. We'll kind of guesstimate based on what we think our best shot is on occupancy or maybe bringing in new homes to fill lots, raising the rent, that type of thing. On the cost side, we'll go down and we'll try and brainstorm down that list of all those expense items. How can we do a better job this year? How can we lower the repair costs? What can we proactively do to make things better? Should we get different mowing bids this year? Should we look at maybe rebidding our insurance and try and drive it down a ways? We even try and get creative on things we can do as far as additional income streams in the park. For example, the last few years, we've been monetizing our cable. We've been going to cable companies and getting them to pay us what we call door fees, which is an amount per occupied lot, as well as revenue share of the cable revenue coming in. So always be watching for new satellite ways to create income streams from your property and then plan all those out to the umpteenth degree. Now, this next part's equally important. Once you've established your roadmap, now you get to roll out your brain on another thing because every month you take what happened during that month, your performance for the month, and you compare that to what your budget was. We call this budget actual difference. So first your brain built the budget, but now your brain is going to brainstorm where you missed the budget, how you can improve on that. So if you budgeted, for example, repair and maintenance for the year of coming in at $500 a month, and this month your repair and maintenance came at $1,500, you need to say, okay, why? Why was it different? What happened? What is going on? Is there a proactive way that I can fix what's going on? Maybe what I should do is I could go out and jet my lines, which means blasting water, high-pressured water through them, to blow out all the sludge so it reduces the amount of rotor-rooter calls I have. Maybe it should be that I need to go in and just replace or remove those three trees that seem to be causing so many issues with limbs falling and things like that. But you want to use your brain to look at every line item and say, how can I beat that? What can I do that's new and different that'll make things better? So use your brain to create your budget, but then also use your brain to monitor your budget monthly and brainstorm what can I do better? How can I make my park more profitable? It's amazing to us that more people don't use their brain in this regard because really your budget 
is nothing more than like a GPS system. You've loaded in where you want to go, but your brain has to act like a GPS to tell you how to get back on the road. You missed your turn. Okay, what do I do now? Where do I turn again to get back to where I want to be? That's a big part of the brain power of a mobile home park owner is using that effectively to help guide them to where they want to be profitability wise. Never underestimate your brain's power because it really is the number one tool of all park owners. We've all got a brain. We just all have to use them better. And you really can never really reach the full potential of your brain. So feel free to keep loading more and more information in. I study and Dave studies constantly all kinds of things, trends not only in our industry, but in other industries. We'll go to the apartment show in Las Vegas one year. We'll read a book about how to properly manage a retail center because we can't get enough information to load in our brains. The more information you stick in your brain, the more accurate decisions your brain can make, the more ability it has to tell you in those gray areas of life whether you should take a left or a right or go straight. So you really need to use your brain to its fullest potential. Now that completes the fifth in our five-part series on the top tools of mobile home park owners. Hope you found it interesting. I know I certainly enjoy talking about it. And join us next week for new discussions in the Mobile Home Park Mastery podcast series. This is Frank Roth, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.